mean, he might retire and become a full-time just, like, he might get into a show on Food Network, like, diners, drive-in, and dives, or, like, the Guy Fieri or whatever. He God, might, he might Zion being Guy Fieri is crazy. He That's might what. do that, like, apparently, because... A full-time eater? You said it, not me. <laughs> we might just get hit with the re- Welcome back to another episode of the Play for Keys podcast, the only episode where we send a video. You know, you don't, you don't send a video. That's great. Too soon. Too soon. Anyways, I'm your host Greg Goods, and I'm your host Jackson. Hey, real niggas gotta start saying their last name, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. And you say you Googleable now? Exactly. I don't just do to, it. I don't need to be Googled by. Why not? Cause I don't. <sighs> niggas don't want to be. Niggas don't want this podcast to be great. This is crazy. This podcast is already great. <laughs> you right. You right. Let me let me chill out. Let me chill out. Exactly. Let me chill out. Man, but Jax, how you been, man? <sighs> I finally made it to the end of the year. I don't have to work no more. I'm on PTO the rest of the year. I'm so happy. Like, I feel like a freed, freed slave or something, you know? It's it's amazing. I feel like you forcing right now. A free slave is crazy. I'm not going to lie. I, that's what I feel like. You feel like a free slave? I feel like a freed slave. That's getting paid. I feel like an emancipated man. Mm. Well, I still have to work go back on the 29th but got a chance to visit Houston I'm still here first day um, Christmas with the fam podcast with the fam mm. is this your first Christmas back in uh, what's it called Houston yeah cause I worked I, I worked last Christmas that shit was shit was ass I was working a, it was a basketball game I think but yeah man it was it was it was snow I was watching shit via FaceTime. It was depressing, bro. I was like, "Oh no, and never again." We gonna, we gonna, we gonna, we'll spin the block. Um, but uh, yeah, man, just came back from the Rockets game. Rockets v Mavs. Rockets beat the fuck out the Mavs. No Luka Doncic though. Um, no Kyrie. No Kyrie. Um, Still no excuse. They was down by like forty at one point. I was just like, man, what the hell? Nah, what are we doing? Once you showed me Jaden Hardy stats, nigga, I was. This shit was hilarious. It was not a good night for him to say the least. Also, um, it happened to be Nigerian Heritage Night, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Something like that. Um, not saying there's anything wrong with it, because we respect everybody. I just, I just don't like when I just, I, I just didn't like these white, these white women dancing. I don't know, these white women that was dancing on the, on the dance, team. on the dance team. It was cringe to me. I'm not gonna lie. It was cr- like it was kind of cringe. Like you, you hear people on social media talk about like a lot of women like entertainment industries or service industries or whatever. They're always like, oh, they only hire people that can uh, pass a paper bag test or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're not lying. They're not. I was. Looking, I was like, oh my gosh, like not a lick of melanin, yo. Like I was like, yo, there was nobody. Like there was two black girls, but they were both light skin. I was like, damn. I didn't. 
I knew it was bad, but like this bad, like. But um, yeah, man. Other than that, look, it was one of like it was a good game for me because them niggas won. But it definitely was, it definitely was a lackluster game. Like I ain't gonna lie, it was it was definitely kind of kind of meh. Yeah. But um, other than that. By the time this drops, it'll be Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas to y'all. Hope y'all doing well. Hope y'all with the fam opening presents. Listen to us on the way to wherever you got going on. Listen to us while you're opening presents. That's a vibe too. Yeah. That's a vibe too. It's a vibe. And because it's family friendly, I'ma chill out. I'ma chill out. I won't go crazy today. I'll watch my words today. Just for the fam, just for the fam. That's my present to y'all, yo. That's the, that's my present to y'all. No promises though. I'm gonna try to. But um, going into it, I wanted to start off with Complex Sports. They dropped their top 25 list. Um, the top, the 25 most entertaining sports media personalities, whether it's former athletes, journalists, rappers, or YouTubers. These are the people moving the needle. Now, Jax knows like some of this list, but he doesn't know everybody that's on this list. So we're going to start from 25 all the way to one. And we'll go real quick. And number 25, Jax, Kenny Beecham. <laughs> number 25 is yours truly. YouTube sensation Kenny Beach. Shout out, shout out to Kenny. Shout out, shout out to Kenny. Shout out to Kenny. <laughs> that nigga started a movement, yo. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Number 24, K Adams. Um, I ain't know who the f- I, I at first I was like, who? But then I realized like that's a oh, yeah, that's Sham that sh- Sham's uh Yeah, her and Sham. Uh, did the work wife, whatever the fuck. I'm surprised she's that low, but 23, Robert Griffin the third. Okay, eh. I'm cool with that. I'll give it. He's been good. 22, Joy Taylor. She should be lower. She just be giving bad takes. She be giving bad takes. She she hates Dak Prescott. But like gives like, like you can hate Dak cool. But like she gives like terrible takes surrounding him. Like, like, but she's smart enough to have better takes than that. Cause I've seen her make some exactly. better takes than that. I'll keep she shouldn't that. be there. She shouldn't be there. Anyway, who's who else? Twenty one, Jason and Travis Kelsey. Skip that. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, this one was my first red flag right here. But I'm gonna keep going. Number twenty, Big Perk, Kendrick Perkins. I guess. Respectfully, okay. I will put the Kelsey brothers over them. But I don't put the Kelsey brothers on here. Nineteen, Nick Wright. That's surprising. I feel like he should be. I think he'd be lower. That's just like, like lower, like top, like, like like lower as in like closer to one. Okay, I see what you mean. All right, I see what you mean. That just lets me know like the top five and top ten is gonna be full of nonsense. Eighteen, Taylor Brooks. That's way too. That's she should be lower as well. Mm. Seventeen, Kevin Garnett. Okay, I'm I'm cool with that. I guess. Sixteen, Paul Pierce. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's where that's where I'm like, okay, nigga. If if you're gonna have Paul Pierce. But this is my this is my go ahead go ahead. Kevin KG has to be over Paul like he he should be ranked lower than Paul Pierce. But if you're gonna have Paul Pierce on the list, Kevin Garnett has to be ranked lower than. 
like when I saw this, I was like, "This is bullshit." Because you could have just paired them together, just paired them together like you did the Kelsey brothers. Honestly, honestly, yeah. Fifteen, Ryan Clark. He should he should be close to number one as well. He's really good. Fourteen, Colin Coward. I hate Colin Coward. Keep going. I hate Colin Coward. The way he was able to galvanize the FS1. I, I hate, hate I, I, hate, I hate Colin Cowherd. Thirteen. Draymond Green. He needs, to, <laughs> he needs to be in prison. You don't think he? You don't think he? He cracked top ten. He needs to no. be in prison. I'm prison? Not, prison? Yeah, imprisoned. Mm. Number eleven. Theory, uh, Theory Emery. He's like going to the soccer room. For the soccer. He seen. He seems Definitely he, not how you say his name. Yeah, for sure. Definitely not how you do it. Um, but. From what I know of him he, laughing very hard, so I, I he, think he's good at his job. I think, I think twelve or I don't know why it says, I don't know why they said eleven, but it's twelve. He's twelve. Number eleven, Skip Bayless. I hate Skip Bayless. That's crazy that he's not in top ten though. Good. He needs to be. Nah, out of this, nah. Out of this I'm so tired of Skip Bayless. I'm so tired of Skip Bayless. Ten Mina Combs. She's solid. She's solid. She's solid. She's solid. Number nine, Michael Irvin. <laughs> this is nasty. This is nasty. I get why they did no. it. Because it's funny in the memes, but he's not really a top ten nigga. He's not over. First of all, he's not over Skip Bayless. Yes, he the, is. No, he's not. On his own Skip show. Is more anno- Skip is more annoying than Michael Irvin. Most entertaining sports media. Pro- okay. okay. Eight, JJ Reddick. <sighs> I do like JJ Reddick. I would have him a little bit in like the teens, maybe. But yeah, I do like JJ Reddick. Fair. Seven Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, he should be seven. He should be up there. Six Cameron Mace. Okay. Okay, there. I like their show. They're funny. Rookie, rookies of the year. And Rookie all of the year. Five Shaquille O'Neal. That's like you can't you, you can't really go wrong with Shaq. <laughs> they love putting a nigga at five. It don't matter what list. <laughs> it don't matter what list. For Pat McAfee. I used to like Pat McAfee. Low key, I, thought became, gonna, I thought he was going to be a little bit lower. I ain't going to lie. It became too much of a thing. But, I mean, he should be up there, though. But I just don't, I don't know. His gimmick is getting old to me now. I used to like him. But Three Charles Barkley. I thought he would be one. So I'm surprised. Two Stephen A. Smith. I thought that nigga was going to be one. I don't like Stephen A. Smith. And then number one, Shannon Sharp. I'm just so very tired. Stephen A. Smith, his Stephen A. Smith show podcast, and then Shannon Sharp and Ocho's nightcap. I don't want to see those again. <laughs> They're just old men talking about young people stuff. Yeah, that's I will agree. I'm tired of... I don't want to hear about how horny these 50-year-old men are. I don't. Every time I hear Shannon Sharp talk, I understand why he's single. I don't want to hear your I, I understand why he's in. He talk about shit that me and, like, we don't even talk about this shit all the time. But, like, he talk about shit like he 25 and not 50, whatever the fuck he is. But, look, overall with the list, I found hypocrisy into it because it's just like some of these niggas is grouped up. Some of these niggas is individuals. Like, me personally, I would have put Shaq and Charles at number one and, like, make it like the TNT crew. Like just make it like how is Ernie not on this list? That's what I'm saying. Ernie not in this list. Um 
I'll I'll keep Shaq and Chuck separate though, because they have like their or they have their own um platform. Like Shaq has his own podcast platform. Now he does, he but like for like a couple years. But nobody, when people think about Shaq, they think about TNT crew. That's the first thing that that you, that you think about. Like when you think about KG, you think about all the times with Paul Pierce, pretty much. But yeah, when you and then those, I do, I was thinking he does have his own thing though as well. Like, oh for sure. Yes, yeah, so he that's, does. That's probably why they are separate him and Paul Pierce. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they keep trying to replay that that one time he was illiterate when he was spinning the wheel. <laughs> um, and then for like moderators, like I don't know, I, get, I Taylor Brooks, I get it. I feel like Taylor Brooks should be in the top ten. Top ten? Yes, bro. She's been going crazy this year. Everybody, all her interviews who, are good. Everybody. Who you? Who you? Who you jumping over though? Let me see the top ten again. Who you jumping over? Who, who you taking out the top ten? You taking Mini Coms off the top? No, top Mini Coms. I like Mini Coms. I like. She can be in the top five. I like Mini. So you would just take take JJ Reddick out or something? I take Michael Irvin out. He shouldn't be. He's not in the top ten. Yeah, I I would take Michael Irvin out. Take him out the top ten. I move JJ Reddick in the teens. And Cam and Mays, like, I get why they're six, but they're not. They should really. be. They should really be just like at bare ten. Or eleven. Yeah, like I get why they're on this list, but they're not really. It's that rookie splash. Yeah. We'll see what that sophomore slump look like. Hey, yo, shout out to them, cause I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't do what I thought they was gonna do. I thought they were gonna put that. Thought they was gonna put that all the smoke in there. <laughs> I was not trying to see Matt Barnes and company. Oh but um, overall, that was just a little, little lighthearted topic. Um, meant to talk about it last week, but. You know, we didn't. We didn't. And that's okay. But one thing we definitely been holding back for a couple of weeks was talking about uh, sports betting. Mm-hmm. Ruining sports. I mean, Jax, go ahead go ahead, set it up for us because you, you sounded very passionate on your um, your hot take two weeks ago that fantasy and parlays and it's, it's all ruining the game you love. Quote unquote. Goodness, you're asking me about hot takes I did two weeks ago, expecting me to remember. Oh, you're well, good. To... You're good because I do actually remember. <laughs> I do actually remember. I think sports betting is ruining sports because, like, one, they're trying to, like, one, they're pushing sports betting way too much because it's in everything now. Like, yeah. there's an ESPN, I think ESPN bet is a channel now or something. Yeah. Like, there's an ESPN bet channel. You see parlays and all this stuff on, like, the broadcast for the game, talking about every every everything sponsored by DraftKings, <laughs> everything sponsored <laughs> by DraftKings or underdog sports, underdog fan like, and this is all just making sports into a product that people are like when you when you watch sports, you're growing up as a kid and everything. You like sports because just it's like a really true love for the game. And that's why a lot of people they like college sports is more or they used to before NIL because it was like man these players are just playing it for the love of the game it's no other agendas yeah they want to get to the league but they know they're not getting paid for it they're just doing this because they want to do it and like they're just with all these parlays and everything it's taking that love out it's making everything about money and then like I said with the NIL you see more money coming in through that it's just like the more you treat athletes and players like a product like the less people start to care about them. And that's what I just... Like, yes, we don't know these people, but they are still, at the end of the day, humans. And I just don't think we're treating them like that. Like, you'll see 
you'll you'll see who like MB he'll you'll set his over for like thirty three and a half points or whatever. He'll get you thirty two. You'll be like, oh fuck MB, blah 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 blah. Uh, you suck and everything just because he didn't score thirty four points. Like stuff like it just don't make sense. So yeah. Versus that same person saying fuck you nigga, you suck because you lost the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like. Cause if you it's, it's still a fuck you nigga. We don't like, really but, care about you for. But winning the game is way is is more important than the damn parlay at the end of the day. Yeah, to the player, yes, it's definitely more important. I know. Winning is more important to that player. Yeah, that's why they always be like, "Yo, fuck your parlay." That's that's how they should feel. Well, I'll, this is my this is my only thing. If the, if there was like a consistency, like. Everybody saying the same thing as players, I wouldn't really have no issue for real. Like I would, I would understand. But what tends to be like, what tends to happen is niggas that a ain't on nobody's parlay sheet, or b you're playing garbage. These are the niggas that are kind of speaking now, with the with the occasional Kevin Durant that just wants to talk to anybody. Yeah, you know, he's an anomaly. He's like talking to people. He just he like he just likes he's a chatter. He be bored. He just be chatting. You know what I mean? But that's my thing. Like the the pushback that some people have that are beyond parlays. They be like, nigga, I'm all I'm asking you is to do your job. Low key, I'm just paying. I'm just betting on you to do your job. The job now, is to win. The job is to win. And to contribute and to contribute to winning. To contribute to winning. As long as you win, as long as the team won, that's contributing. You contributed to the win as long as the team won. How did you feel about DeAndre Ayton this last playoff series? I didn't like him. He you did not good. like him, but no. he was still winning games because he moved on to the next round. He wasn't doing good because if he, was, he wasn't contributing to team success, right? Okay, you may have. I mean, good. like I'm just like I said, there are definitely I like like niggas like Panya. You know, the, you know, there are niggas that take it to the extreme, for sure. I'm, I'm not saying that niggas don't take it to the extreme, but it'd be one thing if LeBron was like, "Hey, yo, fuck y'all parlays, nigga, y'all are tripping." That hits different versus a nigga that, like Malik Monk, like who the. F- I feel like he can say that. Though. Malik Monk. Is I mean, Ma- I, I, Ma- Ma- Malik Monk. All <clears throat> I'll say are like. If DeAndre Ayton was to come off after the playoffs, I don't give a fuck about your player. Like, I don't give a fuck about your parlays. Nigga, I want you to give a fuck about the game. Exactly. I want you to give effort. If you gave effort, the parlay would have hit. I asked for five rebounds. You gave me two. Even if I didn't bet, two rebounds is unacceptable as a big man. Very true. Now, like I said, there are niggas that up to Andy and be like, yo, I asked for 10. I asked for 15. All right, yo. I I get it. I I, I understand. But I I, I think there's like, I see both sides. I definitely see both sides because I'm definitely not, you know, I I definitely don't encourage niggas to just be DMing these niggas. Oh, I I bet my rent on you. That's stupid, nigga. Nobody asked you to do that. That was very idiotic. And if I was Dr. Aiden, I'd be laughing at you. Like, ha-ha, bitch. Like, do it again. I'll... I'll do it again, nigga. Like this, that's that's crazy. But to do your job, we're basically just saying we're basically betting on you to do your job. I don't, I don't really see the problem. I don't, I don't really see the 
the like the ruining sports. It's just ruining the way people consume it. You don't you don't feel that way? I I understand. Like, cause sports I used to. I feel like once you once you as soon as you put your money on the sport, it becomes a completely different. Like watching it, it becomes a completely different viewing experience. Cause now you're. Like your happiness is—it's not tied to the win. It's not tied to the spectacular play that happens. It's tied to the oh my gosh, did you get X amount of yards? Oh my gosh, did you do such and such? Like, cause imagine your quarterback—you have like the over under or whatever at like three three touchdowns or whatever. Mm-hmm. He only scores or he only gets two touchdowns, but he throws for like. 400 yards. Just goes crazy. Has an amazing game. Throw the 400 yards. They win and everything. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get the three touchdowns. Now you're going to be like, oh my God, you're mad at that. But like, you shouldn't be mad at that. He just had an amazing game, setting records, all the yards. He just didn't score that many touchdowns. Like, why would you be mad about, about that? Like, stuff like that. It just doesn't make sense to me. True. Which is why I'll agree. Like, especially when you're in a group setting. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, whenever Ash betted on Josh Allen and he was like 17 yards shy of like rushing to you know win his parlay and they pulled him for like the rest of the fourth because they were just blowing him out that that bad like stuff like that like, you I was just happy. like but I mean I can understand why he doesn't give a fuck about the game because he's betting on something he, he never really gave a fuck about to begin with he doesn't care about watching the bills like that I do think that sports betting has made people like watch things that they were not gonna watch to begin with. I think they it, have gambling addictions. Of course, there's no reason you're watching overseas Chinese basketball <laughs> at 3:42 a.m. That's crazy. You know somebody that's doing that right now. People do it, but like, do you know people that's doing that right I've now? I've heard. That's crazy. Oh my god, that's wild. Don't say names. You see, nigga, like me, I snitch. Anyways, but I mean, like, I don't, I don't see how you can fix that though. Like it's just it's just something we have to deal with. Like the it's only, ruining the sports. Like the only way to fix that is to like, like outlawing gambling. Outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> like, outlaw. There's a way I was like, yeah, but they really start defund that back, defund gambling, do all that, and I think they also need to stop pushing gambling on, um, ev- everything really, because like I said, everything's sponsored by DraftKings. There's a I think Sports Nation that used to be on ESPN, they changed it to ESPN Bet. And, like, they're, you see all this stuff about parlays and all that. They're pushing it to everybody and everything. And I think that's also bad because I joke about, like, I mentioned gambling addiction, blah, 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 earlier. And, like, I said it as a joke, but it's going to actually start happening because, like, I know a lot of people put, doing all these parlays and making these jokes or whatever on the internet. And, like, yes, they're funny, but. It's gonna start to become real. Like it's gonna like these gambling addicts, they're gonna actually start to happen. And it's gonna get younger to kids younger and younger because they just see gambling everywhere. So Um, I mean, first of all, I I really do believe that they're, you know, pushing this to an insane level based off of our current economy. Our our current economy is shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. I do think that that plays a a, a part. But I also feel like uh, it's one of those things like it gambling at this point is kind of like weed, where it's just kind of like if we outlaw it, which we've been trying to outlaw it in sports, like niggas are gonna try, you know, they're gonna figure out a way to do this shit anyway. But it's gonna become less less common because like 
even in so because it's not gambling it's not legal in every single state even in the states where it's uh illegal like i'm pretty sure it's illegal in is it, i'm pretty sure it's illegal in texas actually to actually gamble gamble yeah i think it's yeah because i think you got to go to louisiana in order to really yeah get your gamble off for real for real it's something like that but it's even like they like people have like what are those um VPNs and all that, so they can yeah. do all that uh, gamble online here. So it's just like stuff like that. It, it, as long as they're making it harder to access, I'll be fine with that, honestly. Do you think that changes? I think the only reason I would raise an eyebrow is if the game is actually being affected in it. So it will happen, it's going to happen. We don't know. Maybe it already has happened, honestly, but we don't know. When it's going to have it's going to be a big scandal, and I'm just going to be. It might have to be like I told y'all so. Like, I mean, I feel like it's always happened before it was even outlawed, like before you know. Like you can't have a situation like Tim Donahue, and then think and truly believe that he was the only person that was a part of that shit. Especially with Scott Foster still. And he was he was be- he was besties with Scott Foster. And you think all you know, he was a lone wolf. In a multi-billion-dollar corporate, fuck no, nigga. So, I I, I just think that um, I will say legalizing legalizing it makes you know people hide. You know, it allows people to hide in plain sight, but you know what 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 can you do outside of you know join or, or don't join? No, I don't know. Have you ever have you ever like have you ever bet it? No. Ah, he's speaking from speaking as a novice. I understand though. I'm not going to. I've done it. I've done. I've done a few. I've done a few. Like I'll do like a little one dollar, two dollar thing. I want to watch sports for fun. Oh, I'll be betting. I'll be betting on shit that I know I'm not finna. Like I'll never. Like I'll never bet on the Cowboys because I like to. <laughs> why the first of all? Why the fuck would I want to up the ante on my? Anxiety during that time. Exactly. Yes. And then two, it's just kind of like I want to enjoy the game. Like I want them. I need to win by any means necessary. So if I ask Dak to give me two touchdowns and he has zero, but we still win, I still want to be happy at the end of the day. I'm never going to bet against the Cowboys. And then just like imagine betting during like the racism bowl. Like that would get. I might have to put my money on that. I might actually. I might have to bet on that. I ain't going to watch you. I mean, we already know the black team would win, but. Yeah. But I would bet on some white players to do well, though. And that's where it gets wicked. Oh, God. But if you haven't heard, there's a <clears throat> a racism bowl that hopefully will take place during the Pro Bowl, even though it's it won't take place. But Rashard... I need full pass for that. <laughs> <laughs> but Rashard Mendehall, uh older running back from the Steelers from the 2000s, um, for some reason, he was angry on social media. I have, I have, I don't know what spurred this miniature rant. It wasn't even a rant. It was really like one, one call to action, I guess. A call to action is crazy. This is what he said in a, not Twitter rant, but Twitter message. He said, I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than your goat. 
Now, Charmander, uh, first things first. I don't think you're better than my goat. Whoever, I don't even know who my goat. Who is my goat? It don't matter who your goat is. It's, it's not Mendel. It's not Mendel. It's not you're, Mendel not, you're not nigga. better. You're not better than AP. You're not better than Brady. You're not better than anybody Mahomes, else. You're not better than Michael Vick. You're not better. Than he's Vick. a running back, right? Yeah, he's not better than a lot. Oh, of you're not. You're not better than. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. We, you have a, you have a decent career. You're cool. Whatever. But like, what made you this mad? Cause I, I don't know what happened. He was just angry online. I need to know how old Minda Hall is at this point. He sounds like a nigga in his thirties. He's still in his thirties. Yeah. Oh my god. Nigga be tweeting like he fifty. Minda Hall. Thirty. Damn, he is thirty six. Nigga younger than LeBron talking like this. He had to be a damn shame of himself. Yeah, man. Look, I don't. I don't know why he was upset. I don't know why he felt the need to tweet it. But I mean, he started a funny ass conversation. He started a, a funny ass dialogue that has nothing to do with him. And I and I best believe anybody that they put who you know whoever put their own spin to the racism boom. I guarantee you, one thousand percent, Mendel Hall was not on anybody's list. Yeah. But um, it was hey, look, it was fun. I fuck with it. Um. I ain't gonna lie, man. The white side on the offensive side. You have some players. There are got, some players. Like the you line. Got, you got some. will be good. The quarterback. The tight. The tight end. Tight end's good. The receivers gonna be good. Yeah, two receivers. Cooper Cup and there's another. Who's another white? There's another good wide receiver. Um, they yeah they got um. Thielen, even though he's old. Thielen, you got McCaffrey in the backfield. You know you got. You can't use McCaffrey wide receiver because he's gonna have to play a uh, corner too. And you see, defense, defense fucked up. I said the only re- the only way the white people have a chance is if it turns into like that Rams versus Chief game, like back in twenty eighteen when it was like the they played. Scoring. It was like sixty something, fifty to sixty. That's the only way they have a fighter's chance. Um, but I just thought it was funny. I already know who's actually gonna win. Yeah. But you know, it was. You know, but the white people was quick to break that shit down on TikTok. It seemed like every white creator was, oh shit, I've been waiting for this. The only way white people would have a chance if they included mixed people on their defense, because there's probably some, there's probably a few good, you know, mixed corners. I don't know who, but there probably are a few. The NBA, uh, the white white people have a better chance in the NBA than than the NFL yeah. doing this, pulling this off. Cause nigga, they got, they nigga, they got some gems. Got some gems on the NBA side. I ain't gonna lie to you. But would it be? It had to be American whites, though. It has to be American whites. That's what I would assume. American whites they get cooked in the NBA. Uh, I'm trying to think of American white. Just all the best black players versus American whites in them. Tyler Hero. I mean, you had to do American blacks in there. Okay. <laughs> that means nothing. What? Who's the best black American? Uh. There's LeBron James, there's Kevin Durant, there's Jason Tate. You got these old oh, ass niggas. I'm just naming. You got these old, brittle ass niggas. Oh my God. Okay, we get it. There's John Morant, there's yeah. Zion, there's Brandon Ingram. I'm naming all these. All these players are better than any American. Tyler Hero, Gordon Hayward. They're all better than them. American. White basketball players. I just want to. I just want to. Sam Hauser. Is that one? 
first of all, what? Um, first of all, K K Love. Okay. Tyler Hero, Chet Holmgren. Oh, okay. Austin Reeves. All right, hit me out. Walker Kessler. Alex Caruso. They're gonna lose by fifty-seven points. Max Drews, nigga was in the NBA Finals. Max Drews is white. I'm thinking Max Christie. Don't uh, no, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to. No, no, please. I'm skipping that nigga. Please, Kevin Herter, Luke cannot. Yeah, yeah. They lose by sixty-eight points. Ooh, Duncan Robson, NBA Finals legend. Joe Harris, Christian Braun, NBA champion. They lose by sixty-eight points. Sixty is crazy. Oh, sixty is crazy when they got Grayson Allen. Oh my God! Stop it! They'll lose by seventy-two when they see Grayson. They're like, fuck out! They're going a little bit harder. Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> hey, look. More of the story. They will get cooked regardless. But I just think you have a fighter's chance of, of, you know, convincing yourself that some of these Europeans are actually American whites. But I say all that to say, um, it's time to get to the real meat and potatoes. The real nitty gritty. The conversation all of Twitter has been talking about. Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark sharing. What's the player of the year award? What was what's the actual? I don't want to misconstrue it. Yeah, Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark were both named the Sporting News Athletes of the Year. And this comes this brings controversy that Greg was talking about because this hasn't happened before. It's never happened. It's never been a, a co, you know, player. And this is honestly, this this is literally just like, um, who was it? Was it um, Jill Biden? Jill Biden was Who's, trying to invite um, Iowa. Yeah, they're trying to invite to Iowa yeah. to the um, White House after LSU beat them in the final or in the national in, in championship. The national championship. This, yeah. this is basically just building off of that, and it's sad to see, but also. For what it's worth, if you're going to get, if you're going to like share this award with two people, these are like the best two people to share it with. I'm not gonna lie. First of all, because Andrews had an amazing year, and then so did Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark's gonna be the D one women's basketball all time leading scorer. Like Caitlin Clark's going crazy. So like, I'm not saying they should have done it, but like, eh. I look. For all the people that was saying, this some motherfucking bullshit. This should have been blah, 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 blah. I'm here to tell you, if we're being truthful, that should have just been Caitlin Clark. Should have just been Caitlin. I am not going to lie to you. I know what y'all trying to do. Caitlin Clark is the consensus number one overall pick of this year's WNBA draft. There's no question. She is the Wimby of somebody's draft. Um, she drug her team to the fucking um, to the natty. There were some people. There were some, and I don't want to use a certain demographic because it was a lot of people that was talking about it. But look, I understand that we are trying to support injuries. I don't want people to compare the Jill Biden to what this is. 
That Joe Biden, that's some bullshit. This right here, they did. I, they really did this for Angel Reese. I'm not gonna lie to you because that was definitely K- Caitlin Clark's award. If I was Caitlin Clark, I'd be like, all right, my nigga, like. You know, you know, I was the best player of the year. There were some people, there were some people, especially women, I was talking about. Angel Reese put more eyes on da 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 da. And um, she did. And she did. She put a lot of eyes on it. But Kaylin Clark, but, for, I'm so sorry. But I'm just like, Jackson, we had a whole conversation in the segment of them using a whole football field to watch Caitlin Clark play f- basketball. They put a whole basketball arena in a football arena. For 60,000 individuals to watch Iowa basketball, do you know anybody else that, do you know any other player that's on Caitlin Clark's team? I barely know Caitlin Clark. Like, that's my thing. And she beat South Carolina? I do know South Carolina. South Carolina is fucking cold. They beat beat South Carolina before they got to LSU. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I think South Carolina was a tougher matchup for LSU than it was. Like, I'm not sure if LSU was able to, you know, beat South Carolina. But Caitlin Clark is just Caitlin Clark. Yeah, exactly. It didn't, it didn't even matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. It honestly did not matter. And on LSU's team, LSU had a good-ass team. We talk about the rapper all the time that plays that plays for LSU. And they got and recruited some more people. Yeah, they just got that one <laughs> cold white girl. Yeah, so you know there's talent there. And Angel Reese is, you know, look, she's gonna be a top ten pick. She'll probably be number ten or whatever. But like, come on now, let's let's not let's not do this. Let's let's not disrespect Caitlin Clark because we feel like Angel Reese should have got this award by herself. She had a moment. There's twelve months in the year. There's twelve months in the year. That's all I gotta say. Don't 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 just hang on to March. Talk about April. Talk about September, October, and November. But you know, that's all I had to say about it. Does it, is it really that big of a deal? Not really. But they're probably both happy with the award because why not? I mean, look, they both making money. So. Yeah, they both got an NIL bag, so yeah. it don't even matter. They both got an NIL bag and finna be WNBA players. This so. is this is just Twitter talk at this point. Twitter yeah. banner, Twitter banner, just like Becky Hammond. Um, Becky Hammond talking about Jalen Brunson being too small. You know what I mean? To be a... Um, for the for those that are out of the loop, um, Becky Becky Hammond was on... Was it Inside the NBA? Or NBA Countdown? One of those shows on ESPN. Um, talking to Kendrick Perkins and I think Malika Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the Knicks and basically saying, hey, yo, they, they need that 1A. They need that 1A person. They need that... They need that, that, that guy. They need him. They need him. And Kendra Perkins was like, yo, they got him. Jalen Brunson. And she was like, no, that's that's not. He is not him. Like he, you know, I can't he's, he's too small for me like, to consider. Jalen Brunson's him, but he cannot he's him, but he can't be him. Right. He can't be the him. He cannot be the him. The him is crazy, but he cannot be the him. He's that guy, but he's not him. I cannot put him on the same level as LeBron and other people. He's too small. It's a big man's league. Basically, that's basically what she said. And it came with some pushback. Um, which is crazy. Because we've heard men talk about this shit all the time. And the first thing they love to do, and she already said it. She was like, Yes, Steph Curry 
Um, Isaiah Thomas, she named them as the exceptions to the rule. Exception. There, there are anomalies. You they're, know. The, they're literally the only two small guards who have led their NBA team to a championship. Exactly. Steph's not, <clears throat> Steph's not even that small, honestly. Like, Steph is like 6'3". Nigga, 6'3". And he, he's small now, too, so. Yeah, nigga. It's about the same size. I'm not talking to Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So, it's like, I don't get why she even had to explain herself. Like, she came up with a follow-up tweet saying that, you know, she loves Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson gave the Spurs word back when he was playing in Dallas. All that stuff. I hate our I hate our society. I hate that our society can't take an opinion and just keep it an opinion and just keep it pushing. Like, they, they you know, we, we got to uplift and, and and damn near get on our knees to just worship people all the damn time before we give them some kind of criticism. It's like, bro, like, we know you're a great player. I shouldn't have to go above and beyond and talk about how good Jalen Brunson is before I say, hey, yo, he's going to need some help if he wants to win the championship. And it's not even like she didn't even say anything insulting to him. She just... nothing. Honestly, gave her opinion, which is really more of a fact because, a like fact. you said, it's proven. And I just, what well, you were like, you don't know why, or you didn't get why people need clarification. People need clarification because they're stupid, and they they just want. It's your woman. Yeah, so people are stupid. They hate women. <laughs> and, and yeah, they just people, and also people are overly sensitive as well, and they're like, oh, we need to protect you, like. I feel like Jalen Brunson, he honestly probably heard those comments. He was probably a little offended, but he definitely sort of got what she meant. And he probably... He, he wasn't would, even offended. He would know. probably love to have another big, like a bigger player that can actually hoop and be the number one. Imagine if they swapped out Julius Randle with a real 6'8", 6'9". Well, imagine Jalen Brunson if he played with like... Like somebody who could sort of like handle the ball, shoot a little bit taller. Oh, Luca! Oh, oh my God! Imagine Imagine. playing with Luca. Imagine what could have been. Man, I bet they could have got to like at least the Western Conference Finals, right? Yeah. Wow. And then like played Golden State or something, you know, a champion. Wow. Why does that sound so familiar? That never happened. Never, right? Him and I doubt he him and Luca probably wouldn't even get along. Like, come on, bro. Like, like, let's, let's be fucking for real, yo. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. It's it, it seems like a match made in heaven. I don't know. Maybe. Hey, maybe Julius Randle is better. Who knows? <laughs> I know. He's not. <laughs> He's not. But yeah, it, it it's 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 unfortunate that she had to do that, but. Is is they talked about that like Becky Hammond ain't got no credentials for real? It's because they don't know who Becky Becky Hammond is. But you have to know who Becky Hammond is. We already established they don't like women, so that people don't know. This is crazy, but she's not no ESPN analyst. She is. She was given. She she was a fucking player for the Silver Stars. She was right under Coach Pop all them damn years. Didn't she? Did she and go then, to G League team or no? Um, a G League team. I'm not sure, but she went to the Las Vegas Aces mm-hmm. and went on a historic run, and um, you know, got them a championship. Um, they just won a championship actually. So, so Becky Hammond is certified. She's a other- certified, and she old school. Like she not no young ass woman. She been she been in 
She's been around the block. She knows. She knows basketball. She 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 knows ball. She knows what she's talking. She about. knows exactly what the fuck she's talking about. This best be way better than any of anybody commenting on the internet. Any of us, and she knows better. She knows more basketball than most of us can even hope to forget. Honestly. Hey yo, what? Hey, you see? Now, she should really she should really spice it up. She should spice it up. Like, Jalen is amazing, but Jalen Brunson. That's a game manager right there. Just, just, just to, hey, just to, just to throw, throw little parties on, just to see what happens. Just what, to see what's, what's, a game, what's, what's a game manager in basketball look like? Chris Paul. But the way game managers use in football, like, what's a? I see what you mean, but like, like game manager, it's not, it's not meant to be a a a, a football slur, but it's basically a football, football slur. slur. Like, what's uh, a what's a basketball slur? Um, tweener. A tweener, table setter. I don't know. Um, I don't Maybe know. Maybe basketball is not really conducive to slurs the way football is. That's why people like the. Uh, did you hear? Did you see about? Uh, did you see that that um, tweet? It was like the Tennessee Titans, and it was like Derrick Henry um, taking a picture with um, oh, Warren yeah. Moon and all them people, and there was like a tweet above it that was just kind of like the old people, like the, the discourse. Old NFL players. Respect the new niggas while the uh, older NBA players hate all the or hate all the young NBA players. Yeah, basically like that, or they kind of just talk shit about the game. And first, I want to get your thoughts about that. Like, how, how true do you think that is? I think that is sort of. I didn't really realize it until I saw it, but I think that is true, and I think that's sort of a function of like the inherent toughness in football because like with the NBA when you hear old players talk about oh these new players sucking blah blah it's always it revolves around like the physicality they wouldn't survive in this era blah 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 back then <laughs> in the NFL it's a little bit the same because like it's not as physical now as it was back then because back then people would be dying on the field and be getting paralyzed and all that yeah. but like I think the older players still do acknowledge that Yes, the game is softer, but there's still that level of toughness you have to, you have to have to one play in the NFL, and then, like I think they also acknowledge that NFL players now are bigger, stronger, and faster than ever. So you have to have, like I said, a certain level of toughness to do that. In the NBA, it's not like that. It's, there's no hand uh, hand checking no more. Like you can't you touch you touch anybody, they'll flop, they'll call the foul. Like it's the NBA is not really tough like that. So I think that's why. I think with the NFL, I think that I think there's a general consensus of like, yeah, back in the day was hell and it was tougher. And quite frankly, we ain't trying to go back. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? If we was to do it all over again, I wouldn't want to do it like that. I don't want to have three loose pinkies. You know what I mean? Three loose fingers and, and paralyzed me. You be seeing some of these NFL players, they be looking crazy. They hands be looking fucking deranged you know they, everybody walking with a limp now I bet they would want to be in like this league right now so I think I think it's that versus the NBA it's one of those things where it's kind of like okay the league is soft y'all wouldn't you know be able to hang back in the day and I think that's a sort of not necessarily jealousy but it's more of like a they're looking but for NFL purposes, kind of like how people look at Jalen Hurts um, tying Cam Newton with the rushing touchdowns due to the touch push. 
of Russia touchdown. It's like, okay, like you about to destroy some records with how y'all are playing. And it's going to knock off some real niggas that really did this shit <laughs> in a crazy way. And when we talk about old niggas, the footage is not as accessible as it will be for, like, this new generation. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Every year, it's going to be harder and harder to pull back, you know, quality film of what niggas used to do back in the day. So, I don't know, man. I just think that uh, we all getting old, man. Um, cherish, cherish, cherish all-time greats while they are all-time greats. Because once they're gone, they're gone. Once they are retired, it's over. I wish I could go see Adrian Peterson for the first time again. That was a, yeah. that was a wild experience. But I wish I could see. I wish I could see Zion in person. For real? Yeah, but the way things go, I, I don't think I don't I don't know how long he'll he'll be in the NBA. Yeah. Like, I mean, he might retire and become a full time. Just like he might get into a show on Food Network, like diners, driving and dives, or like the Guy Fieri or whatever. He Guy, might, he might Zion being Guy Fieri is crazy. He That's might nice. do that, like apparently, cause a full time eater. You said it, not me. <laughs> but I only say this because Zion Williamson is fat. I hate to say it. I don't want to make fat jokes or nothing. I'm trying to be serious. Like, he has a weight problem. And the, that this weight problem's caused him to miss multiple games in his career just because that's a lot of weight to be moving as a big man, doing all that jumping and everything. Because he can't jump 40 inches in the air at 300 pounds and land and expect to be healthy. Or to have cartilage. Or to have cartilage. And I bring this up because it came out uh, maybe yesterday, day before, something like that. That Zion's contract, the final three years of his contract, are no longer guaranteed mm. because there was something in his clause about games played. And last year, since he did, he missed twenty two games, or he only played twenty two. I think he only played twenty two okay. games. So last year, he, since he only played twenty two games, the clause kicked in, and now this year, the year after, and then two years after. It's no longer guaranteed in his contract. And this comes at a weird time for him in his career because this, after the offseason from hell, with all the baby mama drama and then all the more fat jokes, and then it came out that the Pelicans were looking to trade him as well. Mm-hmm. What do you, do you, like, honestly, what do you think for Zion? Because we know about, we know how talented he is, but we know about the weight problems. And he came back in the camp looking looking swole, looking skinnier, and then you see him a couple days or a couple weeks ago at the in-season tournament looking hefty. Looking like us, nigga. Oh, God. Um, Honestly, I think Coach K has gotten the best version out of Zion thus far. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that was so long. Like, if you just see, like, I know you, at this point, like, you've probably seen those Duke highlights that resurface it's just a totally different player. Like you, like you instantly remember. Like okay, this is why they called him generational talent because of all the crazy shit he was doing at Duke. And he looked fucking jacked at fucking Duke. Um, I think that he will always be closer to his floor than his ceiling. I think he will always like his like he like at the weight that he's at right now. Um, he'll after one little flat joke. He'll go up there and give you 25 and 15. 
And I was like, bro, you're not even at your best right now, but you're giving us 25 and 15. Like That's imagine, the frustrating part. Imagine. Like, imagine being what you really need to be and working on your game and, and doing X, Y, and Z. And I think that he's able to... I also believe that he was born in the wrong era. I do truly believe that. I do believe that had he... would, If he was born, like, 10 years earlier, 12 years earlier... I feel like we would have gotten a better version of Zion. We're in a league where, like, he's working. I don't I don't question his work ethic. I really do think that he works hard because you see the results of him losing the weight and, and doing X, Y, and Z. In the summer, he, he, he does what he needs to do. But once that regular season starts, you're not – you're not working that hard. Like you're not practicing like that. You're doing walkthroughs because low, you know, low management, um, traveling and doing X, Y, and Z. Um and that you eating a lot. Like you can't eat the way you was eating in the off season because you was working hard. You was working hard in the off season so you could afford to eat more calories. But now you in the regular season, he just like me and you, nigga, like we get home. We damn sure ain't, we ain't in the mood to eat. Like, we ain't in the mood to cook something up, nigga. We trying to get something real quick and fast, bro. Like, but he has enough money to, like, you know, bypass all that shit. So, it's a... That'd be the thing. I'm like, you have access to all the best nutritionists, dietitians, chefs, all that. And And I think the Pelicans have, like, exhausted every resource they could possibly do to get you on the right track. Like, I don't think they just kick that nigga I think they've always coddled him to the point where like okay we know this is an issue we gonna do everything that needs to happen um especially they, I think they even fired one of his trainers um or he fought Zion fired, fired one of his trainers like a year ago two years ago and he you know the trainer was kind of like you know clapping back um recently once you saw updated pictures of Zion now but yeah I, I, I don't think he'll ever be you think the Pelicans need to cut bait with them? I just... think he needs to. I think they need to trade him. I need to. I think they need to trade him. I, like I said, when we talk about teams that we want to blow up, I said the Pistons, and I said, um, and I said the Pelicans, and I was like, yo, first of all, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram alone, even though he's cold, he's not good enough. To be paired with Zion and think you finna have a, a huge run. You Especially need this version of Zion. If it was, if it was like, if we're talking about Duke Zion, if it was like the Zion that's fully actualized version of Zion. Oh yeah, like shaping on it. Then I'm excited, Brent bro. Ingram is a perfect, perfect pick. pairing. Oh my like, god, that's, a lob. That's probably the frustrating thing. That's probably why they don't want to cut bait because they just they just see like, man, imagine if we get the the. Like I said, the fully actualized version of Zion plus Brandon Ingram plus CJ McCollum. And if they had if they had a peak Lonzo Ball. Plus oh all like the stoppers that like Herb Jones and everything for defense, Dyson Dan, like they have everything Jordan Hawkins. They have everything they need except for Zion fulfilling his potential. And that's I just know that's what's frustrating them about him. Cause just they're so close yet so far with him. And it's just kind of like they lucked into that that um that pick because they had no business doing that, but you know, the league be league, you know what I mean? And they be rigging. So when they lost Anthony Davis, they granted them Zion and it's just kind of like okay, here you know, here it is. Here here you go. And to see how it's played out is definitely disappointing. And I don't think it gets better anytime soon. Yeah. So like if he didn't I honestly thought this offseason was going to be the offseason for him to change. Because, like, with all the craziness surrounding him, like, if you needed a change, like, it should have been 
Yeah, but this he always is, this does. This has been the offseason where he was where he needed to lock in. But he always he, like he did. But that's the thing. I think he always locks in in the offseason. The problem is the regular season. I think the regular season is where he trips up because that's where he gains that weight. And for you to be well, first of all, he don't play 82. He don't be playing 82 games. So for me to be like, oh, I don't see how you can play 82 games and gain so much weight. He don't really, he don't play 82. He played 22 last year. So that that kind of explains it. And, and when he gets an injury, he's definitely going to blow up. He's always, he he he's a yo-yo. Like he can drop 30 pounds, but he's, he's always one Popeye's biscuit away from looking like, you know, Eddie Lacy. Like at any time, bro. It is, mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. Um... And quite frankly, there is no other pick that they could have gotten. You could have got John Moran, but you still would have had issues. Because that nigga's flashing guns. And yeah. having that nigga in New Orleans? Oh, you can't have him You can't have him. <laughs> Yo, I think that nigga probably would have been out the league by then, nigga. You can't God, have him in Louisiana. You cannot have that nigga in New Orleans, nigga. Memphis is enough. Memphis Having John in New Orleans? The worst place for John is Memphis, which he's already in. Uh, New Orleans because Louisiana and then Utah because that's where young boy live. That's crazy. And Houston, actually. He don't need to be in Houston. He'd be bad in Houston. And he can't be in in San Antonio because it's too close to Houston. Should John Moran be in the NBA? Yes, he should (laughs) because the nigga balling. The nigga balling. So, yes, he should be in the NBA. Imagine him in, in somewhere like Cleveland where he can really focus. There's nothing in Cleveland. And then they get Chirac. All right. Imagine him on the Pistons. Never mind. Ew. <laughs> oh, oh hell no. I hope I hope the Pistons win. That's my that's my hope for Chris. That's one of my Christmas wins. I hope the Pistons win. Low key, I kind of want to see how far I can go. I'm not gonna lie to you. That is terrible of me. But some like something has to change, bro. Like you can't just continue to keep doing the same things over and over again. If they keep having this lined up, I want niggas to just keep running the score up. Because now it's, it's now it's turning into I don't want to be the first team to get that first dub. You know what I mean? Like the Rockets play them niggas on, on, on New Year's. I'm letting them niggas know, hey, Shingoon, do what you gotta do, my nigga. We are, we is not gonna be the first team to get that get that L from the Pistons, nigga. Alright. We gonna see. Either they better win before. I went after. <laughs> Pick your poison, nigga. But speaking of picks and poison shit. and wins and losses. Oh my god. We gotta get into some picks for this week. And before we start the picks, um, we haven't been updating y'all. Um, because I've been doing a good job. I haven't been doing a good job of keeping up with them. But I finally took time out of my day to calculate it. And Jax is fifty and thirty-three in picks. I'm forty seven and thirty-six. Looking at it. You de- you definitely had you definitely had some picks where I was just like, oh, that's a good pull. That's a good pull. That Cardinals over Pittsburgh. That was a good pull. I ain't gonna lie. Panthers over Falcons. I, I knew the Panthers are gonna get another win. It was a terrible win. That was they a, that won was by, a, They only scored field goals, but they won. You put a, you would have had fifty one. Um, had you picked the Seahawks, yeah. um, but you had a, a disclaimer. You was like, yo, this is only if Geno plays. If Drew Lock plays. No. I'm like, oh, okay. Hey, Drew Lock Blake. Prove me wrong, shoot. I, I, look, I was happy for Drew Lock, nigga. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. He put that jacket on. I said, like, man, go ahead. Go ahead, man. 
Thursday. Oh, well, we already did Thursday night. Um, Thursday's night game was um, the Rams, Rams versus the Saints. <laughs> yours truly chose the Rams. I'm yours truly. And I picked the Saints. And it was a blowout, and then niggas started coming back. I was like, hold on. Stop. Hold on, I nigga. I don't believe in Derek Carr, bro. Me neither, but, you know. Gotta be different. I don't want to have him put Jameis in, bro. So what do you have to lose, bro? The whole city fucks with Jameis. So I'm very confused on why they just won't do it. Yeah, not my problem. Ah, but we got Saturday games. Yep. For our first Saturday game, we have the Bengals at the Steelers. Who are you taking? Um, I picked the Bengals last week. I'm going to continue to pick the Bengals. Uh, yeah. I hate I hate division games with this specific division because anybody can win it, and I know Mike Tomlin is you know teetering that line of winning the winning record. Yeah, it's getting hectic, bro. I don't know. Like I'm going to pick the Bengals as well, even though I love Mike Tomlin. I want him to get that. Uh, want him to get make get that winning record, but it feels like the Steelers, all the players, it feels like all the players hate it there. Yeah. It feels like there's no discipline. It just feels like they're falling apart. And the quarterback situation is terrible. So, Horrible. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Bet. And then, we also have the Bills at the Chargers. I am picking the Bills. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Bills. Picking the Bills. And they need the win. Yeah. They need that win. Justin Herbert, he's not playing. So, it's going to be Easton Stick. They're going to... <laughs> they're going to... Like the Chargers, they should... If the Bills lose... Boy, look, nigga. See, I'm going with the Bills for you. <laughs> um, and then we have a our Sunday night primetime game. Oh, God. Is the Broncos. The Patriots at the Broncos? Absolutely, man. That's the Sunday night primetime game? Absolutely, it is. Russell Wilson's a bad man. Trying to find himself in the playoffs. All right. Who are you taking? Look, man. Um, I need the Broncos to tighten the fuck up and give me a W. Um, I'm not trying to hear none of that shit. Broncos go get the win. I'm also choosing the Broncos because they just aren't good. Mm. Now we have three Christmas games. So to start things off, we have the Raiders at the Chiefs. Who are you going with? I'm picking the Chiefs. Um, but like I said, I do like that little rivalry that um Pat Mahomes and Max Crosby have. Um, I think it's kinda of fun. But yes, Chiefs. I feel like I've been agreeing with you on everything. I don't like that, but I'm also taking the Chiefs. Oh, I thought you was gonna zag. I thought you were gonna zag no. and pick the Raiders. No. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um and our next Sunday, or rather, our next Christmas game is the Giants at the Eagles. I'm going to go first and say I'm taking the Eagles because I'm never picking the New York Giants. Well, I would appreciate it if you chose the Giants at least once so that we can, you know, clinch a division and win. But with that being said, with that being said, I am picking the Eagles, and I hope I'm wrong. Why don't you pick the Giants then? I picked the Giants last week. Oh, whatever. So... You only get, hey, you only get one out of me, like, no. Our last Christmas game is the Ravens at the 49ers, the matchup of 
two of the best teams in the NFL. Who you got, man? Uh, it's going to be tough, but I, I think the 49ers are going to win, but I'm still going to pick the Ravens because I think Lamar can do it. I don't care. I believe in Lamar Jackson. I think he can do it. I do believe in Lamar, but because my fantasy season is over, I'm going to pick the 49ers because there's n- hey, n- Lamar playing good or bad does nothing for me anymore. Uh, you know, your boy, your boy lost in the first round. It is what it is. Had a great season, better than expected. You know what I mean? Glad I wasn't in the loser bowl, but I am picking the 49ers. And uh, you know, look, I hope I'm wrong. Cause I do fuck with Lamar. Now we gotta get into our. Damn, we done picked the hell again. We gotta get into our <laughs> our locks and our upsets of the week. What do you have for your lock this week? My lock this week will be the Packers. The Packers beating the Panthers. <laughs> that will be my lock. <laughs> that the, the that game y'all won nine to seven. That's the last game y'all got for the season. I ain't gonna hold you. That's the last win. If the buck stops right there. My lock for the week. I am going with the Seahawks over the Titans. Seahawks over the Titans. Okay. Who do you have for your upset this week? You see, now, this is where things get a little tricky. Um, Because I'm looking at that Jaguars game. You know what? Jaguars, Jaguars over Buccaneers. Jaguars over Buccaneers. My upset this week. I'm going with the Texans over the Browns. Even though C.J. Stroud just hurt, I feel like. Case Keenan going to do it. Yeah, I can let the Texans do it. They can do it. Why not? Case, yeah, Case Keenum is a, he's a solid quarterback, y'all. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Um, but that's our... That's our picks for you. That's our picks. And finally... Now... The moment you all been waiting for. Since it's Christmas, we want to we wanna do a little something different for our hot takes. Yeah. This, uh, this week, we're going to do hot takes, but our Christmas movie version. So do you have a hot take? Greg. Yes, I have a hot take. Do you have a hot take? Yes, I do. I would like for you to go first. Okay. My hot take is... I think Graham... Actually, not even think. Because I don't need to think about it. I know this. That Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer is the absolute best Christmas movie to have ever been created. Better than The Grinch. Better than Polar Express. Better than the other version of the Grinch. And better than the, there's, there's like four versions of the Grinch. Better than yeah. all those. I, better than Die Hard. Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer is the best Christmas movie ever. And let me tell you why. One, amazing soundtrack. <laughs> is there. <laughs> Look, my fault. I really thought you were going to say, one, she got ran over by a reindeer. <laughs> I thought that's how you was going to start with that. <laughs> It ain't had nothing to do with what you had going on. I just thought you were setting that shit up and say something stupid. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. My fault, nigga. Go ahead. Keep going. What? When she got ran over. <laughs> she did get ran over by a ring. That did happen. 
number two <laughs> has an amazing soundtrack. If you've never heard the Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer song, bro, that shit go, go that shit go crazy. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> no, <it was> crazy. <laughs> like you gonna hear it once, it's, it's gonna get stuck in your head. That's literally what. That's honestly why I like the movie. So it get it just, the song just gets stuck in your head. So amazing soundtrack. Um. It teaches you how it teaches you life lessons too, like how family isn't really your family. Cause you know there's a there's a character in the movie. She's what she's their cousin or their aunt, and she's trying to like take away the family business and let you know that there can be snakes in the family. Blood is not thicker than water. Mm. Mm. You know what else? <laughs> it's how sometimes it teaches you you have to take the like the justice process into your own hands. That grandma she got ran over by a reindeer. They had to go to court. Oh God. We're sanding everything. I'm good. It's anti-gentrification as well. As, yeah, you didn't think about that. At the beginning of the movie, the owner of the town, he's trying to take away the... I forget the main character's name, but he's trying to take away like their family business or whatever. And so they're fighting against that. And then at the end of the movie, it shows how like family and all that, the power of family, the power of friendship, can beat you know, gentrification and capitalism. Because at the end of the day, he was like, you know what? I don't need to take this business from them. You know what? It's, I'll help them. I'll help them grow the business. Make it worldwide. You know that's not real life though, right? But it can be. If we take the lessons from this movie and apply it to real life, that's why it's the best Christmas movie. Now what is your hot take, Greg? Man, okay. I wanted you to say your hot take because I wanted to see how you were going to phrase it. How you were going to, you know, initiate what you were going to do. But my hot take because I do really enjoy Grandma Got Ran Over by the Reindeer okay. in my top three. Um, it might as well be one because I fuck with it that much. Okay. So I'm going to have to do a little, you know, a little audible. That's why I asked you to go first. Um, the Grinch is overrated. But I don't want to go there. <laughs> Elf... It's a top three movie of all time. By far, it's a top three movie of all time. Elf by um, Will Ferrell. It's a top three movie of all time. Has all the humor. Has all the lessons in the world. Talks about a the, the power of friendship. The power of love. The, the, the power of Christmas spirit. It's all in one movie. All in one movie. Um, and it's nostalgia. It's definitely nostalgia. Definitely a nostalgia movie. Now, am I saying this is better than Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer? I'm not saying that. Okay. It's in the top three, though. Because when you think of other Christmas movies, you're going from a nostalgia. From You're going based off a, a place of nostalgia. Yeah. Um, Home Alone. That's nostalgia. It's a clap. Home Alone 1, it's nostalgia. Nobody's watching 2 through 4. Nobody's really watching 2 through 4 like that. A Christmas story. Some of y'all niggas not even old enough to remember the Christmas story. Um, Mall Cop with Paul Blart. That's a Christmas movie? That is Christmas. That's that technically Christmas? That's, te- hey, that's technically Christmas. And that bitch go, hey, the bitch go hard. That's also part of my top three. But, like, you have all these movies. All this stuff is in nostalgia. I don't think any of them hold a candle next to Elf, if I'm being honest with you. Um, 
I think that that that's the best one for children and adults. All the mother ones, it does, just it, for the kids. Bro. It is good crossover with children. It's, it's not a, has good versatility. That's a good. And that's and that and that's pretty much my strongest point out of that. And number two, I do believe that um, a lot more people would be better if they played in different eras. Um, I think Jaleel Okafor would have been a better player or with better opportunity if he played either five years, if he came into the league five years prior to or five years after. Five years after? Yeah, I believe if Jaleel Okafor, I literally just think it was right in that era that he was at. That's where they fucked up. Had he came into the league about five or six years early, like I said, earlier or later, he would have been a better player. Why later though? I believe later because he still, I believe he still had the skill. Like he has good skill sets. I think he was a good enough player to develop certain skill sets that would have, that would have kept him in the league longer. He would have de- developed a jump shot. He would have coaches and stuff like they would have put emphasis on certain things instead of him just being a back-to-the-basket-ass nigga. Because his rookie year, he averaged like 18 points just back-to-the-basket without doing anything else outside. I think, like I said, if he was just born five or six years later, because he came with, what draft was that, 2014? 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. He came in the 2020 draft? For sure. For sure. Because they was trying to they was trying to eliminate, you remember it was like the death of the mid-range? During that time, like niggas were just not trying to make mid range shots. It was, it was and a now this, now they're slowly bringing that shit back. But like that wasn't a, you know, they was killing the power forward in general. They're slowly bringing that shit I back. Mean, I see what you're talking because like his game, Jokic, yeah, you know? being a facilitator, like yeah, learning those things, that, yeah. like I think he would have been better equipped for this version of the NBA. Or his skill set would have been just as fine like in the early 2000s. Because I think about Roy Hibbert and I think about David West and all them niggas that was in the early 2000s and 08 and 09. It was just a... He he really just was born at the wrong time. Like, it was really the wrong draft. But I mean, hey, you could argue that if he was good enough, he would just change the game like that. Uh, Yeah, but it's just... I really do think Philly fucked him up. Because right, he averaged, cause he averaged like, t- like Philly was terrible during that time. Cause like how do you av- how do you have a rookie average eighteen points a game and then you just cut his minutes in half the next year? You know what I mean? Like that's just that's some Detroit Pistons stuff. Cough, cough, Jaden Ivy, cough. Oh God! Like that's like they gonna fuck around, and mess that nigga up too. They even gonna fuck around and mess up K's trade value. They mess up everything. They're doing everything. <laughs> that's conversation for for sure another day. Conversation from when they either set the record or when they win a game. I think they're gonna set the record. We'll see. I think we're gonna talk about them playing the San Antonio Spurs, and they still ain't won the game yet. That's January fifteenth. Martin Luther King's birthday. They will still have an L. He didn't die for this. <laughs> but yeah, that that's about that about wraps it up. Uh, Jackson, any last words? If you want to do some, something life-changing, do some life-changing shit. But, Merry Christmas. Um, Like I said before on Thanksgiving, keep the Thanksgiving walk the Thanksgiving walk, my nigga. You do, you do not cross over and go to Christmas, yo. It's, that's, keep that, keep that for Thanksgiving. The, go be with your children. Watch your kid open up the present. 
be a part of the family. Um, like always, you know what I mean? Um, you know, don't allow other people to write your own story when God gave you the pen. Crazy quote. I want to know who came up with that because I woke up and I said that shit out loud and I felt like somebody said it, but I was Googling it. I have not, I've yet to hear anybody say those. That, that's somebody said that. But I feel like somebody said it. But until somebody tells me, <laughs> oh. I'm going to make it seem like, yo, God, put that in my heart, put that in my spirit. Because I really did wake up during that self-reflective, like, yo, don't, don't let other niggas write a story that was meant for you to write. You got the pen. It's a fire bar. But um, with that being said, Merry Christmas. Go get some, um, you know, go get some presents. Spend time with the family, the community. And uh, we'll catch y'all next week uh, for the final part of the year. Um, And, you know, go get some holiday bitches. Get some ho-ho-hos. Oh, God. <laughs>